What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. This is Lucas, Cameron, and Tyler hanging out with you tonight on Thursday, March 3rd. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Doing pretty well. Uh, we've had a read across America week this week in school, and so we've had some uh, celebrate Dr. Seuss's birthday. So we've had some dress-up days, and we had Wacky Wednesday, and I had my kids more embarrassed than they said they've ever been by their teacher. I wore a pink sweatshirt, Packers jersey with Vikings tape over top of it. Um, I wore blue shorts outside of my um, sweatpants. Two different shoes on. I wore a frog on my head the whole day. They were a just frog not... on your head. I have a frog puppet in my classroom, and I attached it to oh, my got it. bright green visor and wore that the entire day. So, <laughs> you know, it's been a good week. Been hanging in there. This is what happens when you throw Cameron in a third grade classroom for eight hours a day, five days a week. Yep. <laughs> Tyler, how's it going for you? Hey, it's going. It's going great. Happy Combine Day and week. Yes, Happy sir. Combine Day to those who celebrate. Um, I, it's, we were laughing right before we started this because the one receiver, I think that we were all really excited to see was Traylon Burks and the dude laid an absolute dud in the 40 yard dash. So oh, yeah. it, it it's good that, you know, you're super excited and now you get to laugh about it, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's disappointing, but you can just, you have to laugh at the disappointment yeah. sometimes. Like I feel like we knew with Traylon Burks, he wasn't gonna run like he wasn't gonna run a sub four four, right? Like he, he wasn't gonna be that quick. No. But like I was expecting like a four four five. And the fact he comes out with a four five five and a four five, oh I yeah. <laughs> I just can't help but laugh. It'll be interesting the reaction from, you know, NFL teams. Of... Right. How does that impact uh wide receiver rankings going mm-hmm. forward, draft stock, you name it. Yeah. We got uh, we got a fun one on the docket today. Uh, we we got a mailbag mm-hmm. episode coming out for y'all today. Uh, we, we went around on all of our socials, pulled see what kind of questions you all had uh, for this off season. Uh, at any point, if you have questions, drop them on our socials. We'll get to them uh, hopefully in future mailbag episodes, and we'll we'll do more like this too. But we got a good list of questions here today. Uh, but first, before we do anything, let's go through some news and notes from around the NFL. I love those transitions. I'm so happy we have access to them now. <laughs> I'm not going to talk over a transition again this week. Oh, never. never. I learned Good. I learned my lesson last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> NFL Combine started today. We made that note already. I have it on in the background uh, as we are recording this podcast, Tyler. I know you do too. So uh, this is it's fun. Great day. Great day around the league. Combine day. Uh League suspended COVID-19 protocols as well, so we will no longer have any mask mandates, any distancing policies for players. As of right now, NFL is COVID policy-free. The legal or uh, individual teams will have to follow whatever policies there are for COVID within their markets. Um, outside of that, though, league is not <clears throat> excuse me, putting anything in place. Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury extended through 2027 all of a sudden he gets five more years six more years to try and make this thing right in arizona you're both shaking your heads well do you see their reasoning they went he won five games year one eight games year two 11 games year three it's the law of extrapolation you know like it's just gonna keep going it's gonna win 14 next year and then 17 and then 20 i don't know he went seven and oh the start of the season and then lost six out of his last 10. Like, I don't know. And did you just... see how the first playoff game went for him? The dude got smoked. He got smoked. Uh, yeah. First playoff game though. Like, I I don't want to say I'm cutting him slack there, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I need, I need to see, I need yeah. to see round two. I need to see how he bounces back. Yeah. I have heard though, that the Cardinals fans are more upset about them resigning the GM than they are about Cliff Kingsbury. Which doesn't surprise me because yeah. he's missed on how many first round picks now yeah. in the last like Kyler was the no brainer mm-hmm. number one overall pick. If you didn't take him, he would have been fired a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. I he he's <laughs> I, he hasn't done anything to deserve that extension, yeah. I don't well, think. He, he's made some great trades. That's false. 
Yeah, he's made some great trades. He's made some great trades. Draft wise, he's done nothing to keep yeah. his job. Yeah. Uh, Zach Ertz, get off of David Johnson's ugly contract for D Hop. He's crafty with trades. I'll give him that. Yeah. Helps when you're trading with Bill O'Brien. That's, yeah, who <laughs> just decided to play point. fantasy GM for a couple of years and <laughs> get fired on his way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,. Other news uh, seems clear. The Bears are letting free agent Alan Robinson walk and moving forward with Darnell Mooney as their wide receiver one in Chicago. Uh, no analysis involved. Where do you think Alan Robinson lands? Ooh. Back in Jacksonville. I want that to happen so bad. Yeah. Jacksonville or uh, the Chargers? Those are my two picks. That's where I would like to see him land. I I'll say Atlanta. I like it. Mm. I like it. Actually, Darnell you know Mooney. Where, oh, sorry. Oh. You know where I want to see him go? I know. I probably want ninety nine percent won't happen. But uh, the, the Bills. Oh, oh, oh the Bills. <laughs> opposite of Diggs. I wouldn't mind that either. But I mean, if if you do love, I don't. People out there, if you love Gabriel Davis, I'm sorry, but. I, I like him too, but I'd rather have Alan Robinson than number two. I was going to say your host is a Davis stand. I don't want to call that's him me. out unless he wanted to be called out on it. So that's why I was like I, trying to not just like see, feel like I was responding to you with that. Gabe Davis. I love Gabe Davis. Uh, Darnell Mooney. Uh, I feel like we all just kind of assumed this was happening anyways, but mm-hmm. uh, we all like Darnell Mooney. That's safe to say. Well, we can do more deep dive on him down the road, but we all like Darnell Mooney. Top 25, top 30. How bold are you willing to go? I think he could be top 25. I don't. I'd, my problem is I don't I'm know if you. he can be a true wide receiver one in an NFL offense. That's what I'm worried about. I'd honestly yeah, feel better I, if they brought in like a Mike Mike Williams, you know, and to opposite him. Because I think he could still command 120 targets a season. I just don't know if he can do that on the cornerback one and be efficient with that. Yeah, I mean, he still had 140 targets this yeah. year. So I love the volume he got, and I love the connection he had with Justin Fields. Mm. Yeah. I'm willing to go top 25 on him. I think I think it depends on the big play ability if he gets big plays, because last year it seemed like they the Bears just did not, you know, try it downfield at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think if if he can get some big plays, you know downfield where he can get what 30 yards on just a single catch i think top 25 is a, is a possibility but i would feel much better saying in that 25 to 30 range i have no grapes with that whatsoever mm-hmm. i think that's likely where he'll probably end up finishing yeah. anyways um moving on giants are open to moving saquon barkley and this is a wtf giants i just cannot believe how much of a joke this franchise has been the last. I just it. We're open to moving him because we haven't been able to build him an offensive line, and we've chosen not to build him an offensive line. That just irritates the crap out of me. I. Yep. I'm going to be quiet before I say any mean things about <laughs> any any more things I probably shouldn't say about the Giants organization and their blasphemy and being willing to trade a generational running back talent. And the problem is their their O line is not close. It's not like they're one or two. Yeah. They're like four or five pieces away. Yeah. And they're talking about like making all these moves to create cap space, but they're making moves to get themselves like two million dollars in cap space. They're not making moves to get themselves twenty five million where they can go out and sign three guys, you know. And so, to some some extent, I don't blame them because you got to. They're kind of probably like, eh, we're not going to be able to run the ball that well anyways with this O line. So maybe we just move them and get other pieces around, but. I don't know. It's uh, You have to get a haul because I would not sell low on Saquon Barkley. But you already know that's what the Giants are going uh, to do. They're, yeah. they're going to trade him away for Trump change. It's going to be like you a third-round pick in three years or something like that. And you're going to be like, oh, right. Cool. Oh, great. It's going to be a Julio-esque build. deal except yeah. for a running back who's 25 years old. Yes. I just want to cry. Uh, <laughs> last two pieces of notes. Uh, both surgery related. Dak uh, went underwent a cleanup surgery. He should be fine. Um, nothing major there. Jimmy Garoppolo though underwent sh- so- oh boy shoulder surgery. That was tough. <laughs> that would keep him out uh, likely four months though. Still likely to be traded within the next month, according to Adam Schefter. 
So take that as you will. Yeah. I don't know if I'm buying that. Uh, and as a Trey Lance manager in our Dynasty League, that makes me even more nervous now. So yeah. we're we're living our best life over here with <laughs> no Saquon Barkley, Gabe Davis, <laughs> three guys on my Dynasty squad coming up now. I don't think you actually have to worry about um, – well, actually, maybe they'll bring in someone, but I think Gabe Davis is going to be the wide receiver too. I'm, I'm I'm fairly confident he will too, but – I don't know. It, I, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. No, I definitely wouldn't. But <laughs> cool. That's uh, that's majority news and notes from around the league. And now for the rest of the episode, for the next thirty-five minutes, let's get to our mailbag questions. Mailbag. He snuck it in. He snuck, snuck it in. It in. <laughs> It's I was like, slick. ooh, this might be really <laughs> poor or really perfect timing, and he snuck it in. Oh. Let's get some mailbag questions. These are going to be a wide variety That's what we like. of mailbag questions. That's what we like. But, I was just saying that's what no, we like. Sorry. No, no, you're good. I'm like, what did he say? Uh, <laughs> there is no... No correlating team whatsoever other than fantasy football, which I am okay with. Uh, actually, and there is one bonus question on here I did not prep you either of you for. Oh, no. Um, and it's, I'm going to save it for last because it's a great question. Uh, from TikTok, 12-person redraft league, which draft position is best? We had two people ask this question. Oh, there you go. You can hear you can hear my TikTok. Uh 12-person redraft league, which draft position is best this upcoming season? I personally like all of them. I'm kidding. That's such a pop out of an answer. <laughs> Next, Cameron. That's like picking in the first round. I, I, as long as I get a first-round pick, I'm okay. Um, no, I I personally like the 6, 7, 8 range just because – you get the chance, and this is very specifically the first round. <laughs> I'm not going to do a deep dive into later the draft because you just figure it out as you go. But in the in the in the first round and even the second round, you have a chance of the the top end players falling down because someone in front of you takes a guy that supposedly has a higher ceiling or you know whatever reason, right? So you can get one of those guys there. Another reason is if all those top end guys go before you, you can be the first guy, you know, the first domino, let's say, to take some guy like, I don't know, a DeAndre Swift. Just some guy that you are really, really into that can yeah, really... <laughs> Um, if you're listening on Spotify, <laughs> you have to go on the, U we, we got to put this on YouTube now so we'll, they can we'll see Ty, a clip of it on Ty's move. <laughs> I dog, I have some built up energy that I've got to work out one way or another. So he's, dr he's drinking that prime. <laughs> yeah. Zero sugar. My butt cheeks. <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Um, Not a sponsor. <laughs> no, back to what I was saying though, just being in the middle of the draft, you, I think it's the least likely spot that you have to impose yourself in the draft a little bit. You can kind of react a little bit more to the draft versus being at the front or the back end. Like I said, you can just relax, you know, react and, and as people select in front and behind, you take whoever you want then. I, I actually prefer right after you nine, ten, nine, 10, 11. I don't really like the turn, but I do like nine, 10, 11. Um, just thinking about it, you know, like you said, most drafts, I think Swift will fall. I also think like a Dalvin cook is going to fall. Um, a Christian McCaffrey yes. is going to fall. Yes. And so you can get those kind of running backs, but you also have a chance at Cooper cup, Devonte Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase, you know, one of those four is going to be there that you can take. And so I really like that. I mean, that's what I did in our dynasty. And I really liked how that worked out as able to get Jefferson and, Devonte. I mean, we were in a ten-man league, but right at the end of that round, and so that's kind of like where I like to pick because I like to get either. I mean, if like Cook and McCaffrey end up being there, at like, and you can get them at pick eleven, and then the second pick in the second round, that'd be nuts. Or if you go like uh, DeAndre Swift and Jamar Chase, you know, I, I'm feeling really good about that moving forward. So that's kind of like those are my three favorites. 
I don't love the front because I'd rather have two guys who are really good. And I think there's a lot of depth this year where you can get two great guys at that turn compared to like a front. You're kind of, you know, throwing more, feels like a little more of a dart throw than just like a uh, sure thing. Yeah, I am. I'm leaning towards back half of the draft as well. I won't necessarily give a range because I feel like my range is just going to be in the middle of whatever <laughs> both mm-hmm. of your ranges are. Uh, but I think that's what I like about this year drafting in the latter half is there are going to be a lot of guys that fall this year. And I also think if you're wise enough with how you draft, there's going to be people in your league who are going to take a guy like Javante Williams at the turn, right? Uh, and now, and I don't want to be premature and say like Javante isn't going to be great this year. Uh, I think it will depend on who they bring into Denver uh, to play second fiddle to him, whether it be Melvin Gordon again, which Melvin Gordon's not interested, but George Patton certainly is, uh, right? But if it, but like if you're doing a dynasty, like say you're starting up a league right now, like a twelve person league right now, and you're doing like a a, a dynasty draft before, well, I can't say dynasty because it's a normal twelve team PPR, but at any rate. I'm drafting. I'd, I'm I'm all for like pick eight, nine, ten. I think because that's when I can start going for a guy like DeAndre Swift. Unless if there's someone like a Dalvin Cook, uh, a Christian McCaffrey that falls into my lap at that point, which is totally likely to happen. I'd rather let the first seven people of the draft figure out what my draft is going to be for me. At least that's how I like it this year. In past years, I've been like all four. Like I want top three pick because I want one of the top three guys because I just want to crush everybody, yeah. and that's how it's been. Um, except for this past year, where drafting in the latter half of the first shot really paid off. So I'm with both of you here. Um, oh boy, voice crack. I'm with both of you here. Uh, latter half of uh, the first round is where I prefer to draft this year as well. The 12 person PPR. Uh, Justin Lean, Bean, Nine, and Noah uh, Schutzius were the two people who asked that on our TikTok. Make sure to give credit to them. So uh, moving over to Twitter, we have two questions from from this user, IKRHTR824. This, is a, this, one, this one's easy in my mind, but I'm interested to hear both of your thoughts. Uh, keeper League, should you keep Justin Herbert for an eighth-round pick or Michael Thomas for a sixth-round pick? I'm going. I mean, actually, I think this is easy for me. I'm going Herbert. I'm so out of Michael Thomas is not even close, so I'm going Herbert. Um, I understand if you want Michael Thomas, if you like Michael Thomas, that's fine. But I don't even think he's going to be a wide receiver two this next year. Ooh, wow. So we're you're just going to casually drop that hot <laughs> yeah, take at the end of that? <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> he just Tyler. What do you uh, go um, ahead? Yeah, I'll let Ty explain his, and then if you want to go back to that, we can. I, no, we I, will. We'll go back to it. <laughs> I just think you got to think about who's throwing the ball in New Orleans, right? It could be Jameis, and I use could be very, very seriously. <laughs> um, it could be a rookie quarterback, and with this new, I guess they kept the offensive coordinator, so things shouldn't change that much. But, look, Herbert's been a sure thing at quarterback. Solidify that position and just, you know, wide receiver, People can drop and rise every single year. Versus Herbert, he's going to be a top five option for the next couple of years. <laughs> the draft capital you're going to have to pay to get Herbert back this year is far greater than an eighth-round pick. Oh, yeah, it'd be like a uh, fifth at the least. Right. Uh, and, yes, quarterbacks are probably going to start going later this year. Like, a lot of the good ones probably are going to start falling to, like, that eighth round, like the Tom Brady's and Stafford's and the – I mean, Jalen Hurts was, a, what, like an 11th round pick last year, right? I think we will see more people waiting on quarterback, which is also the reason why I think you keep Herbert this year because you're set at quarterback then. I, I don't want to play games with Michael Thomas. That's just me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I can go as far as Cameron and saying he won't be a wide receiver too. I have him outside of my top 15 right now. Um, that I can say, but I would keep Herbert for an eighth. I would do that in a heartbeat. I don't think that's much of a conversation, at least in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but can, I, I, Cameron, I need to hear you. Not even a wider. So you're saying 12-man league, Michael Thomas isn't even a top 24 wide receiver. I'm going to yes. guess he's not even a top 25 wide receiver for you. No, I don't think. Granted, I think that's like only 26. one spot difference. But. Can I spoil I just, your rankings for you real quick? Do I have them in there? Yeah, right at 24. All right, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaning towards, I think that's a ceiling. That's a ceiling. Um, so the reason I don't believe is when you're out for two years, 
and with an injury. You can see there, A, the injury is really bad. You know, like the setbacks are bad, and he's not going to come back the same. B, it is all off the field stuff, and you're just a diva. Or it's C, which I think it is, and it's both of them combined. Where it's a bad injury, and he's got a lot of off the field stuff going on. He is going to be on a bad offense this year, a really bad offense. I mean, because it is him and Kamara, and I understand you're like, he's going to get all the volume, and I'm sure he will. I don't think he's going to score touchdowns, and I really don't think, I mean, he lived off of just that um, Breeze's accuracy, you know, always having someone sturdy. Jameis is not going to be that. Jameis is going to have you going on a slant over the middle and airmail by 18 yards, you know. He's going to have two of those a game. Breeze won't. And if you have a guy like Michael Thomas who is very temperamental, I could see him getting very frustrated very quickly. And so that's why I'm just out on Michael Thomas. I will I will not be drafting him in any league. I just don't think the efficiency is going to be there for him to be this elite option again that no. we once saw. Like, I, we talked about Kamara being a Drew Brees merchant. I think mm-hmm. Michael Thomas in a lot of ways was a Drew Brees merchant for fantasy football. Oh. I just, I like, they're just not going to be the top tier options at, anymore. Kamara still will be because the man just does everything. And he's still going to be a, he's still going to be a top 10 running back. But yeah. like Michael Thomas, I don't know. I, it's different because the only thing he does is catch the ball. Kamara at least has variance. He can at least, he at least gets 20, 22 touches a game, right? Yeah. Michael Thomas you actually got to feed him the ball accurately for him to get touches. So, yeah, uh, no, I'm with you. I, I'm not as pessimistic. Like I said, I have him inside my top 20 still at wide receiver 18. I believe I'm just, I can't push him any higher than that right now until I know what, what this season is going to bring for, for the saints in their quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Do you have any closing thoughts on that? No, other than guys... watching wide receivers run the gauntlet in the in the combine right now, look, it's entertaining. <laughs> Traylon Burks. Oh, it is. I love I love the gauntlet drills. I <laughs> no, love it's... the gauntlet drills. No, you guys... dropping all the balls too. Yeah, no, no, dude, no one's just dropped had a, a single team. one yet. No, Bell, Bell just had a good good run though. Burks yeah. just doesn't want to be in Cleveland. That's why he ran a slow forty. <laughs> he he let off. He's, <laughs> he's willing to take a pay cut to go to a better team. Yes, land on the Eagles instead. He's playing ooh, for the uh, second ooh, paycheck. Ooh, Oh, oh. Give him, um, give him Herbo. No, oh gee, oh shoot. Um, <laughs> no, Mike Thomas. You guys, you guys hit all the points. Excellent. I love it. Same. Uh, another question from IKRHTRA24. What do we do with Josh Jacobs next year? And this one I'm excited for because I know there are conflicting opinions on this. Oh, uh, you just want all the players I don't like. Um. I'm out on Josh Jacobs again. The reason being, Josh Jacobs ran for 850 yards this year, right? Um, and he was a wide receiver or running back one, running that low. It was all PPR. Josh McDaniels, Josh, yeah, McDaniels. I'm tr- I was no. almost said I was trying Not to Mike decide. Not Mike McDaniel, between. Josh McDaniels. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, had never had a time in New England where he had a running back lead them in rushing and running back receiving yards. Every single year, he had a one guy lead in rushing and one guy lead in running back receiving yards. And that's what I think they're going to do this year. I think Kenyon Drake's going to take over that receiving role, and he's going to kind of put Josh Jacobs back into what we saw in 2020. I also don't think that Josh Jacobs is that great of a running back to begin with skill-wise. I really don't, I'm going to be honest. And so I think that's part of where it comes from. I don't think the efficiency is going to be there. And I think him and Kenyon Drake are going to split those more goal line carries because Kenyon Drake's not exactly a little receiving back, you know. He's not like Boston Scott running out of the backfield catching passes. <laughs> like he, 2019, he had the same amount of carries inside the 10 as Josh Jacobs. So that's my thoughts on Jacobs. I I have him lower. I think he's like 18 on my list. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Tyler, what do you think? Where do I start? First, you're I th- wrong. let's answer let's answer <laughs> let's answer the question. Right? The question was how do we treat Josh Jacobs this year? I think you have to treat him as a top twenty option just well, yeah. because he is the projected RB one for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. That being said, McDaniel's offense, like you said, primarily has a main receiving back and a main running back. 
Kenyon Drake, when he returns from his injury, because he he did break his ankle in one of the nastiest ways I've ever seen. So, and there's really no timeline at this point for his return. So I think for the, you know, for the meanwhile, maybe mm-hmm. the, the, the PPR receiving upside is limited a little bit just because they also have guys like Jalen Richard on that roster who could very well become a, uh, oh shoot, James White. There, there it is. Um, but I think what I saw this year from Josh Jacobs was a uh, was good growth in his game from year one. Year one, when he ran, he looked timid. He looked contradictory to his decision make. Like he just couldn't choose. Like, okay, do I turn it upfield early or do I try to get to the edge? This year, he just said, "Screw it, I'm just going," and it showed a bit towards the end of the season when they needed to win games and they needed to rely on him. So for me, currently I have him as running back 12. Is it a little high? Probably just because you know what that offense is going to be. But I think with the possibility that Kenyon Drake, you know, may not be ready for the beginning of the season. I don't know. Well, I think there's a good chance that Josh Jacobs could become that power dominant rusher that New England has always been looking for. Yeah, I think it's I think the difference is you believe in the talent of Josh Jacobs and I do not. I mean that's what it comes down to. Is I think we both believe in the same opportunity is going to be there. I just don't happen to believe in the talent of Josh Jacobs. This is how I'm gonna transition into a name game. Okay. Who'd you rather have, Josh Jacobs or Damian Harris? Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. But I'm really low on Harris, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Damian, here, here's the thing, though. Damian Harris finished as a running back 14 in PPR formats last year. Which is crazy to me. <laughs> so, I mean, granted, that was with that was with running back injuries, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't think if we were to do that again, I think realistically it's like running back 18, mm-hmm. 19 probably. So, I'm, I'm putting Jacobs in that range, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think, I, I mean, I'd... Don't get me wrong. I would much rather have Josh Jacobs as well, but like that's where I'm envisioning Josh Jacobs this year. If da- if Josh McDaniels can take, in my opinion, I've, Damian Harris is a great running back. Don't get me wrong. Like in terms of a pure rusher, I think people don't give him enough credit. I think if Damian Harris can finish as running back fourteen in Josh McDaniels system, though, I like to think Josh Jacobs can finish at least running back eighteen in Josh McDaniels system. So with that being said, that's kind of my opinion. I have him right at running back 18. Uh, little name game. Who would rather have in fantasy this next year, Josh Jacobs or Ezekiel Elliott? Zeke. Josh Jacobs. You, I'd, rather oh. have, I'd rather have Josh Jacobs. as, And I'm a oh, guy man. that has Zeke in my dynasty league. I'd rather have yeah. Josh Jacobs. Maybe just because he's younger, but I don't – I. I just can't trust Kellen Moore anymore. I'm sorry. Just can't. That works. I'd rather have Zeke. Moving on. Because <laughs> I don't want to give an explanation. Uh, Josh Jacobs or Aaron Jones? Jacobs. I'm going Jacobs just because I think Jones can be kind of running back pur- purgatory. Uh, I believe in the hands of Aaron Jones, and I'm writing his. In, in PPR formats, I'd rather have Aaron Jones. In non PPR formats, it's definitely I'd rather close. Have Josh Jacobs. It's definitely close. It's close, right? That that one's close. Uh, Josh Jacobs or Antonio Gibson? Oh, I got Gibson. I don't think that one's close. I know Titus, but I don't. <laughs> I I gotta go Josh Jacobs again. I, yeah, yeah. Gibson was such a disappointment this year, and I don't know if that was play calling or skill. I just don't know. Yeah. Josh Jacobs or Cam Akers? Cam Akers. <laughs> you are coming after Ty's dynasty team. <laughs> I I'm, might, going, hey, I'm going I'm down my list of <laughs> rankings. I'm not going after his team. I'm just going down my list of rankings. I might, I might say Akers on this one just because... The Rams are going to be down Robert Woods for most of the year and Odell if they bring him back. So they have to rely on the running backs a little bit more. Yeah. 
I'm taking Josh Jacobs, mostly because I just wasn't impressed with Cam Akers, but I also don't know how much of that to put on him. I'm trying not to suffer from recency bias there of, like, really, he's just coming off an Achilles. Like, I'm not going to put too much of that on him. But at the same time, I don't know. One game he knocked a dude out. Yeah. Yet in that same game, he was averaging three yards a carry. So I don't know what to make of all that. I'm still iffy on Akers. Last one, uh, Josh Jacobs or J.K. Dobbins? Oh, I got – I think Dobbins is the best running back you've listed. So I got Dobbins. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> Do, uh, no, no, no. Deont, De, since De, Devontae Freeman took over, when he started taking over to the end of the year, he was running back 16. Devontae Freeman was like the 80th best running back in the NFL last year, skill-wise. I mean, Devontae Freeman sucked. It was like watching me out there, you know? It was just <laughs> terrible. And he he was running back 16. J.K. Dobbins is so much better. I, I have so much faith in J.K. Dobbins. I'm going to be honest. You're not worried about Lamar coming no, back? No, I Because Lamar was out those last, what, like four weeks? Even though he's going to be running the ball more? Uh, the efficiency. I mean, Lamar doesn't score touchdowns running the ball. He scores seven a year. I, I think they could have – I fair. think they could both rush 1,200 yards. And I think J.K. Dobbs get more work in the passing game. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> wow. If that, if that doesn't go on Twitter, on TikTok – Wow. Oh, wow. I'm all in on J.K. Dobbins. That's why That's why in our Dynasty League, I I shouldn't even say this because now it's going to ruin it. No, but no, don't say anything. Don't say it. Stop don't it. say it then. Oh, okay, I won't say it. Look, I ruined myself. Well, no, I, you, you can't. I really don't care. But. I am going all in on two players. Yes. Yeah, so Unfortunately, they, uh, they're on the same team, and it is J.K. Dobbins and D.K. Metcalf. And after what Traylon Burks just did, I might be trading the one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even... Oh, I'm sorry. I just saw a really bad drop by a wide receiver in the company. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll come back to that later. Tyler. Uh, J.K. Dobbins or Josh Jacobs? Um, too many mouths to feed in Baltimore. Give me Josh Jacobs. I am with you. I'm taking Josh Jacobs as well. I am not a believer in J.K. Dobbins. I believe in the talent. I just don't believe in the opportunity. Right. Simple. I'll as be that. the J.K. Dobbins stand. You can be the J.K. Dobbins stand here. That's <laughs> that's fine by me. Someone's got to have him as their guy this year. He's my new Joe Mixon. He's your new. I love it. Oh I love my! It. I love it. I love it. Uh, here we go. Our buddy Max at Fantasy Football AZ. <laughs> Wants to know, uh, this is from Twitter as well, wants to know uh, one of our favorite sleeper picks and a player we're not so high on from each of us. Oh. Uh, I think Cameron's is uh, Josh Jacobs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Josh if you want Jacobs. the easy one. <laughs> Josh uh, I'm, I'm really, well, I guess he asked for sleeper pick. Never mind. I was going to say, a guy really high on is DK Metcalf, but he is not a sleeper. Um, Ty, do you want to start this one? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, should I start with sleeper or the guy that I'm out on? Pick. Never mind. I'm starting with the sleeper because the guy I'm out on is a little spicy. I like it. My sleeper is whoever the wide receiver two is for the LA Chargers. Whether that's Josh Palmer or I don't know, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Allen Robinson, <laughs> heck, even Drake London. Can you imagine Drake London and Keenan Allen? Oh, be a work of art. Yeah. So, whoever that wide receiver two is, because the Chargers do like Josh Palmer, and he did, you know, he did have some relatively decent games this past year when Mike Williams was out or, or you know, whatever the reason was. So, that's my sleeper, um, just because that offense is just so high flying, right? They just throw the ball for days, and there's going to be volume there for whoever that wide receiver two is. The guy that I'm out on, though, and as I'm thinking about it, it might not be as spicy as I think it is, but it's actually Devontae Smith. Mm, I'm Jerk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and my, my reasoning with all the stats, um, my reasoning is, is just because I think the hashtag free Devontae will be trending for at least three weeks this upcoming season because with a – New wide receiver coming in more than likely. I mean, heck, Allen Robinson could find his way over to Philly. You know, just throwing that out there. But um, look, last year, Devontae Smith, 
He averaged 14 yards per reception. Pretty good. And it was rel- it was about nine yards per target. Solid. And simple maths put us at about five yards after the catch. Solid. Here's what he averaged, though, on a per-game basis. Four receptions, 54 yards, and touchdowns were just not a part of the game for him. There were a couple games where he scored like two touchdowns, but that was it. Um, clearly the offense went through the run, whether that was from the quarterback or from the backfield. And like I said before, with a wide receiver coming in, you know, either through the draft or free agency, that's just going to take opportunity away from Devonte Smith. So I think the only way that he doesn't, um, kind of boom this year is if again Sirianni tries to like distribute the ball, and yeah, Devonte Smith, the one one guy that I'm out on for this year. Well, I've I've talked about really the two biggest guys I'm out on, and that is Josh Jacobs and Michael Thomas. So I won't even spend any more time on that. The guy I am all in on is actually another second-year wide receiver. And I think he is going to be the second option in the offense uh, receiving, but the wide receiver one, and that is Rashad Bateman. I think after a full, healthy offseason, the thing is he was hurt last offseason. That's why I think he really got off to a rocky start. I think you give him a full season. I do not think Marquise Brown is a wide receiver one in an offense. I think Rashad Bateman could be. And so I think Rashad Bateman takes over as a wide receiver one. Still, I mean, it's not like I'm saying he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver. I still think he's like top 24 at his peak, you know, because that's just kind of where wide receivers fall on that um, offense. But I think I really like Bateman. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to stick. I'm going to push need, him like an all Baltimore agenda. I was going to say, yeah, first really Lamar, are. now JK, and yes. Bateman for the holy trifecta. I don't know why. I just... <laughs> Bateman might be biased because he's on my dynasty team, but I do really believe in Bateman. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think it's bad to believe in Bateman. I think he could easily take a big step forward this you year. You could have said Ramondre. I was thinking Ramondre. He's another one, but I don't know for sure. I keep going back and forth because whenever I see a clip or I'm watching stuff on D- Damian Harris, like Lucas said, he's such an underrated rusher. He's actually so good of a runner. I don't think Ramondre is far behind, but with Harris being older, them trusting him more. I think he's still in for a big year. My uh, my guy that I'm out on, uh, Travis Etienne. I <laughs> what was that face for? I like Etienne. <laughs> I know, but we already I know went over this. <laughs> I was more concerned about Tyler's face. I knew I was going to upset no, you. I was laughing because the cam was just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I see how it is. Oh. I'm out on ETN. I uh, look coming off a season ending injury last year. This is going to be his rookie year in the league. I'm not a fan of, I mean, if the, if Jackson goes out and just absolutely hits a home run on the offensive line, the draft, if they bring in Evan Neal with the number one overall pick. If they bring in someone else, then I'm willing to reevaluate. But as of right now, I, Things are only going to get Cameron as highlights his running back 20 on the dock. <laughs> Travis Etienne. You have Miles Sanders four spots ahead of Travis Etienne. That is you better blasphemous. believe I do. Oh. You better believe I do. Unreal. Guys, I have ahead of Travis Etienne. I may as well just read them off. There you James go. Connor, if he finds a nice home. Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards Elaire, Leonard Fournette, Michael Carter, Rashad Penny, if he finds himself a nice home. Mm. I just, I don't, I don't, like, I get he's going to have the backfield to himself. He's coming off an injury. It's his rookie season. It's going to take him a bit to get figured out. And honestly, it's not going to surprise me if teams at the start of the year are just like, all right, Trevor Lawrence, show us what you've done this offseason. Please beat us. Because that man threw 600 times last year and had a touchdown percent of two. (laughs) Two percent. Two. What a guy. I want that guy to try and beat me every game. And I like Trevor Lawrence, so I'm out on Travis Etienne. Uh, guy, I, guy, a sleeper, guy that I really like, uh, and he is not getting enough love, and because of the hire they brought in, 
I think he could absolutely pop this year. He's not going to go until later rounds. It's Kadarius Tony. I am in love with Kadarius Tony. I, you don't have to feed the ball to Sterling Shepard. Favor to Kyle Rudolph. We all know Evan Ingram can't catch the football. And he's a free agent. And he's a free agent. I know they paid Kenny Galladay big money, but like someone else <laughs> has to pick up 100 targets along the way. It may as well be yeah. Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Dable loves to use a slot receiver. Cole Beasley led the led the league in slot receiver targets two years ago. I, I like am. Uh, I love Kadarius Tony. I love the explosiveness that I saw. I'm not out here going to scream from the mountaintops that he's like a top 25 option. I don't believe in that whatsoever. But he's a guy who's going to be going in the you know later rounds in that wide receiver 40 range, who could easily make a jump into the top 30. I think. Mm-hmm. So I love Kadarius Tony next year. He's definitely my my sleeper pick. So there you go, Max. If you don't like him, uh, talk to us on TikTok. We'll, uh, we'll go. go live together. We'll fight you. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Uh, we have a few more questions to wrap up here. Uh, let's move on to Instagram. Uh, Max Deering. Max underscore Deering. Uh, which team slash players do we expect to get worse in 2022? Ooh, team is tough right now. Let's do players. Players? Let's do players. I'm not ready to evaluate teams because I think that could change with the draft. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I do got a team for you, and it's the Falcons, just because oh, yes. they should not have been as good of a record as they were. <laughs> they were a really bad team last year at 7-10, and 10, or whatever they finished. We'll make that the consensus. <laughs> Perfect. Agreed. Agreed. Players we expect to get worse this year. One player each. Because we have other questions we need to get to and we're running low on time here for Cameron. Bobby. You're I mean, good. I, I think it's going to be Jacobs. I'm going to stick with that. I'm not I'm not going to move off Man, that. Man, you push in a heavy anti-Josh Jacobs agenda I here am. on this pod. I am. Um, I also, yeah, I'm going to go with Jacobs. I'm going to go James Conner. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, and I am going to go Aaron Jones, who's running back 11 last year. I know I said I believe in the pass catching of Aaron Jones, but, like, okay, hold on, hold on. People are going to just, like, draft him as, like, wide receiver, or not wide receiver, running back. Like, I feel like he's going to fall late, to the, not late into the 20s, but, like, I feel like he'll fall to the running back 20 range because people will be so in on A.J. Dillon. I feel like he's the one guy nobody's talking about. Um, I, I like Aaron Jones. I don't know if he's a top 10 option again, though. Yeah. Like, I, I, where do I have him in my ranking? 16, I think. So I'm expecting him to get worse. Maybe I need to pick a better choice than that. I need to pick a better choice than that, don't I? Tell me I need to pick a better choice than you that. You need to pick a better choice than that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> You're such a bad host. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Goodness. I uh, Let me look through my rankings here again. I, that, that was one that just popped out at me, and there are definitely ones that uh, I think will get worse. Uh, oh, here we go. Leonard Fournette. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh. I have him as my running back 23 right now. I think it'll be really dependent on where he lands. Uh, but the man was a PPR machine. He was getting Austin Eckler-type volume in the passing game, and now he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore. Mm-hmm. That's going to be impacted. I think Leonard Fournette's definitely going to get worse in terms of fantasy value this year. Uh, let's move on to another question uh, from Alan Jackson Flipped. What trades would you like to see that would boost your fantasy players' values? Oof. This is good. Uh, for us Saquon Barkley like to this. any team that has an <laughs> offensive line. There you go. I'll pick another one, but you two, <laughs> you, you two go ahead. I Here's another like, one. Oh, oh, oh no. Ahead, no, you, no, 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 you. No, you. No, you. No, you. All right, fine, I'll go. Um, well, I got two. First one's Calvin Ridley. Okay, put him with a good quarterback. Second one, they're talking about it. Amari Cooper. To the Chargers. I like that a lot. If they can make that happen, I like that. That's my question. Just how? Chargers got cap space. He's only $6 million in dead cap. Amari yeah, no Char- Chargers have like yes. third most cap space this offseason, I think. What? Yes. <laughs> yep. That's how they structured his deal. Next year, it's $4 million in cap- dead cap, and the last year is $2 million in dead cap. I'm currently looking this up. I I, I just looked it up. I yeah, no. You, I mean, he's, you look it up. You look it's it up, a and I'll share my contract. Two. But he's six million in dead cap. Look it up, and I'll share. I'll share my two that I have. Uh, I'm on Jimmy G to go anywhere that's not San Francisco. <laughs> oh, there you Trey go, Lance. 
and uh, this one isn't a, a trade, but it's a free agent signing. I want Rashad Penny to go to Arizona. Oh, I really like that. I want Rashad Penny to go to Arizona. I or really like that. I want Seattle to cut Chris Carson and then Rashad Penny to resign in Seattle. I like those. I two. want Rashad Penny to be a lead back somewhere. We all do. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> um, where do I start? Do I? Okay, I'm still in shock over this Amari Cooper contract. That's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. outrageous. How does that? Don't Someone needs me. to look into like we need to start like an investigation on the Dallas Cowboys because that it's just not right. <laughs> how how as a wide receiver do you say okay for the next three years none of my salary is guaranteed? Yeah, that's and it's nuts. Too. He, it's like by the seventeenth that he has to be traded. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, cut. I mean, his base salary is ninety million dollars because his deal is a five year hundred million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. His base is a, is ninety million dollars. The only money that's guaranteed is thirty. Yeah, that's nuts. Anyway, um, I think the trade I would love to see is a. Hmm. I'm trying to think of the right quarterback. I, I'll actually I'll just say it. I'd love to see Jimmy Garoppolo over to Washington. Who for Curtis Samuel's sake? Oh, that's Dog. interesting. I would, because I because Jimmy Jimmy is just not a deep ball threat mm-hmm. at all. So he's got reliable hands and Terry on the outside, and then he's got this gadget of a weapon in Curtis Samuel all over the field. I like it. And I guess I could fit in the draft there too. Any quarterback that Washington takes, whether that's Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, any of those guys would be great for Washington. So, How about generational talent, Malik Willis? You take that back. You take <laughs> that back immediately. I, I only say it because you know I don't believe in it either. Oh, oh I know, I know. And, and even still, it just <clears throat> does not. <clears throat> no. Last Instagram oh. question we have, and then I have one that I'm going to throw in here because Alrighty. it's going to be a great one to end on. Uh, from from NorCal Jared, would you trade Gabe Davis for the 204 and the 205 in a 10-team Dynasty PPR league? Would you trade Gabe Davis for no. two mid-second round picks? No. Just trying to think how I could get there. Hmm. I mean, Gabe Probably Davis is not. wide receiver two for Buffalo. Yeah. Give me a little bit more. Yeah, I just think the only problem is, like, those second-round picks have the same chance of hitting as Gabe Davis, but Gabe Davis is a much better situation than those second-round picks are going to be. That's the thing. So I think I'm going to go Gabe Davis. That's exa- I think that's where I stand, too, uh-huh. because I think it's going to be hard to get, like, a, I think it's going to be hard to get a first-rounder with Gabe Davis. I don't think you can get a first rounder with Gabe Davis. I think you'd really have to make the package really sweet. Mm. But I also, I'm not ready to trade away Gabe Davis for pieces yet after what I saw the last four weeks of the regular season and throughout the playoffs, because that Mm -hmm. man was on a mission, right? Like they were looking for him in the red zone Uh, at the end of the regular season. Obviously we know what he did to Kansas city in the playoffs. Yeah, I can't. I think you said it perfectly. I think the rate mm-hmm. at which the two hundred four and the two hundred five are going to hit is going to be the exact same rate at which Gabe Davis is probably going to hit. And yeah. I'm going to take the guy who has Josh Allen as his quarterback. That's just my personal opinion. But if you're looking to accumulate other pieces, I'll say I don't hate the trade. Mm-hmm. I also don't love the trade. I think I I personally would rather hold on Gabe Davis. That's a good question, though. That's a good question. Yeah. All right, last question, courtesy of a video I saw on TikTok today. All right. Uh, courtesy of uh, our friend Jimmy Kimmel. Not really our friend. I'm just saying that to make it sound cool. Um, <laughs> let me call him quick and get him on the pod. Yeah, let, let me let – me, <laughs> Here, Jimmy, dial. am I to read the question live on the show here? Um, <laughs> all right. Here it is. 
Uh, if you had to punch one of the seven dwarfs in the face, which one would it be? Sleepy, because he's not punching me back. <laughs> he's already asleep. I'm he's just, just thinking gonna, about self-preservation. He's stay that way. Um, none, because I don't believe in violence. Oh, stop it. <laughs> no, I would do Sleepy, too, for literally that same reason. Who else do we even got? We got Bashful. We got... Ba right, Bashful's another one? Like, what, uh -huh. you, what, what are you hiding? What are you being yeah. all bashful for? <laughs> oh, Just let man. it out. Yeah. Grumpy? Yeah, Grumpy? What are you all angry for? I mean, Grumpy might be all right, too, because, you know, you punch him. I mean, he's already grumpy. He's not going to get worse. So right. <laughs> He might get more grumpy and, and hit your back, so if yeah. you're afraid of that. Oh, man. That's I'm a going, good one. I'm going grumpy. I'm, I'm like, right. cut it out, man. Yeah. There, there's no need to be grumpy right now. A little wake-up call. Right. Or you could, or, or Doc, knock him into it, knock him back to his senses, thinking he's better than everybody. Oh, there you go. I like Sleepy, though. I like Sleepy. Oh. That's who Snoop Dogg shows, in case you care. <laughs> Great. Oh, nice uh, that like. wraps up another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast. Any final thoughts before we take off here, fellas? No. Uh, Trail on Burks. I understand. Four or five is a little slower, but the dude is two twenty five. You know, I mean, these guys running four fours at thirty pounds less than he is. I wouldn't Michael overreact. Tom I'm just saying, Michael don't overreact. Michael Thomas ran a slower four uh, forty than uh, than uh, Trey Lumberg's. Yeah. yeah, Michael Thomas also had Drew Brees. So I mean, that's the only reason. Trey Lumberg's would get Baker Mayfield. I'm just gonna start like just fully bashing Michael Thomas and everything now, and just pretend like it's. I've been like that my whole life, even though I dropped him <laughs> fifth overall in 2019 and then seventh overall in 2020. <laughs> Tyler, any thoughts from you? Yeah, if we're not overreacting, don't overreact to Josh Jacobs. <laughs> sorry. I need sorry. to close this thing out before we get out of hand here. <laughs> sorry. No. Um, happy Combine to y'all. <laughs> happy Combine. Happy Combine. A good fight. Y'all know what I'm doing the rest of the night? I'm watching the combine. <laughs> I am making mac and cheese and watching the combine. That's exactly oh, what I'm doing. Oh, there you go. There you go. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast. Uh, give us a follow on the socials. FF Fellas on Twitter. The FF Fellas on Instagram. Fantasy Football Fellas Facebook, YouTube, and the good old TikTok. Drops a follow over there. We're dropping at least two videos every single day. Um, this whole off season. So we're keeping content coming out for you at all times. I think that's all we got. Thanks yeah. for tuning into another episode. Fancy football fellas. Uh, in the words of Tyler, keep, keep on keeping on. <laughs> in the words of Cameron, keep up the good fight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're just three stooges being dudes. The fancy football fellas. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.